Hey guys, so um, we're carrying on um, this new series on um, on work, work and 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 what it looks like in the kingdom and 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 God's plan really for for work in our lives. Um, Daniel came in last week with a strong one, strong word. I'm still reading off of that. Um, so we we uh, we uh, praise God for those. Um, I like to call them those um, spicy words or those words that have edge and, and a little bit of bite to them. So yeah, we thank God for that word, man, um, to uh, really kind of get us in the, um, in the right frame of mind when it comes to thinking about work. Um, and today, um, we're going to carry on uh, thinking about working. Um, and we're really going to be focusing on what it can look like to work for a king. And what does that look like? Like how, and Daniel touched upon it last week, how can I, as a believer, uh, work for the ungodly? How can I, as a believer, uh, uh, work for someone who is anti-Christ, who doesn't share my values? Not only do they not share my values, they perhaps may even oppose my values. Do you know what I mean? How can one, how is one able to do that? Do you know what I mean? And, I'm hoping that through through the book of Daniel, um, we might be able to to a really yeah get a picture of of um, how of how one might be able to do that. Um, before we do that, let's let's uh, lay the foundation. Um, so let's go to Colossians chapter three. Is that you, uh, Colossians ch- chapter three? Um, from verse 23 to 25. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. There is no partiality. Thank you. Thank you, Avia. So again, again, this is a, this is, this is really a, a, a staple verse here which really helps to anchor us um, in the knowledge that when we work, when we minister, we are doing it unto God, right? And I guess this verse gives us a little bit of, um, of an inkling as to what that can mean when we're doing it unto him. When it says that knowing that you will receive the inheritance as your reward. Uh, so it's saying that as we're walking unto him, and and as we yeah uh, as we're uh, doing our things onto him, he is giving us a reward. That's key. Yeah. So uh, if I was talking about work, for instance, like like employment, yes, there is a reward in, or or you might get a wage. Do you know what I mean? But the reward is from him because you're doing it onto him, and it's bigger than the wage. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, um, um, it's bigger than the than 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 the qualification. Mm. It's it's bigger than it's bigger than fathering your children. Do you know what I mean? It's it's the the uh, the reward is bigger than mothering your children. Do you know what I mean? There's an inheritance he has for you when we do it unto him. Do you know what I mean? If we do it unto man then all we'll get is what man can give us, which is just a basic wage, you know what I mean? Like, which is you do this, I'll do this. Whereas when we do it onto him, he, he has an inheritance um, for us to receive. 
um, another scripture uh, that I want to use just to just to again anchor us is um, John chapter seventeen. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. that's uh, John chapter seventeen, um, and we're reading um, from verse fifteen all the way to nineteen. Okay. I do not ask you that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for for their sake, I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So again, we have Jesus speaking um, to his disciples here. And I guess one or two things that I that I, I want to pull out, um, which I think is really important from the scripture, is that Jesus says, number one, that we are, sorry, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Do you know what I mean? So he's, he's talking to us, saying that the same way that he's not of the world is the same uh, way that we are not of this world. And then he says something else in verse 18. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. So, not, so we're not of this world, just as Jesus is not of this world. But as Jesus was sent into this world, we also have been sent into this world. Do you know what I mean? And, 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 and being sent into this world doesn't mean that I, I now live a life where perhaps I don't interact with the world or, 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 or I don't engage with the world. I live a life where I'm sent to the world and I'm able to do that because Jesus says that sanctify them by their, by, sorry, verse 17 says sanctify them in truth. And again, here's another thread. Your word is truth. He's able to be sent into all because he's, because he knows number one, where he, where he has come from and he knows that he's been sanctified. So again, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just really using these um, two main scriptures just to get us into that mindset of number one, we are sent onto this world. Mm. We are sent onto this world. We are sent onto the people of this world. Mm. We are sent in, uh, uh, to, to, to the kingdoms of this world. We are sent to the systems of this world. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and as we're sent, we are, we are also aware that we're not of this world. So we have a mission. Mm. We've been given a mission, a, a, a commission, you might uh, say, to go into this world. Do you know what I mean? And, um, and uh, I think Daniel, Daniel gives us a, a, a picture of one facet of us being sent into this world. And, and that facet is how do we, how, how does one who is not of this world, who is sent to this world, serve a minister to to kings, mm. to people who are in authority, to people who are or who are perhaps ungodly. Do you know what I mean? How does like how do we navigate that? And Daniel brought up uh, so many great examples last week where where he spoke about you know Obadiah, um, 
and and Ahab, which the Bible says he was he he was one of the most wicked kings. Do you know what I mean? But even in him serving the most wicked king, he was able to still not compromise himself. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I'm hoping that as we go through the book of Daniel, we'll be able to get a little bit more um, insight into how um, we can do that. So yeah, let's go. Let's get into uh, the book of Daniel. Um, Daniel is a he's he he's an okay character um, in the Bible. Obviously, um, there's a couple of other characters, namely Joshua, which I know that you guys have been meditating upon. Um, but yeah, Daniel's cool. You know what I mean? Daniel's alright. So if you got some time, jump into Daniel. But I would say Cortex. Cortex, do you know what I mean, to your walk, um, is the book of Joshua. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so cool. Cool. So let's start off. Um, I've got a couple points that I want to raise today uh, when it comes to the book of Daniel. Um, so let's, let's paint a little bit of a picture. So Daniel and his friends, um, they've been taken um, into Babylon. They've, they've been captured and they've been taken. Um, to serve the king, um, so currently is like Israel has fallen, and um, they have been um, captured. And um, so, let's um, read Daniel chapter one um, from verse eight. I don't know if I gave that to anyone. Um, right? Could you read Daniel uh, chapter one from verse eight, please? But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So just be be for this, uh, Daniel and his friends, uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, um, they are before um, some of the officials and um, the Bible says that the officials wanted to apportion them um, some of the king's meat and it was a way, you know, for them to become like healthy so that, so that they could then present themselves to the king um, at a later stage. Um, but the Bible says that uh, David, sorry, Daniel resolved um, that he would not defile himself with the king's food. Do you know what I mean? And 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 I'm thinking about defiling is is the understanding that a lot of uh, uh, customs and and the culture of that day was to was to offer food to idols. And and um, and as it's been offered to idols, that that would be. Um, signified as something which um, which could defy Daniel, but but the Bible says here that he resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. So I guess my number one thing is do not defile yourself. So even though Daniel was working for the king, uh, he was serving the king. He still said to himself, I'm not going to defile myself. Okay. And let's get into that a little bit more. 
Um, in, in fact, in fact, Daniel said that that sorry, the uh, script the scripture says that he purposed in his heart not to defile himself. If you're reading from the King James version, and that and that word uh, purpose is uh, suam, and one of and one of the uh, translations for suam is is to be determinant, uh, to be determined, and to lay violent hold of. Um, and and that word purposed is 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 a verb as well, so it's a doing word. So this wasn't just uh, Daniel just thought to himself, "I don't want to defile myself." No, he he, he violently laid a hold of truth and told himself, "There's no way that as I'm serving this man, that I will do anything that will cause me to be unclean." that will cause me to compromise who I am. There's no way that even though the uh, multitude and the other uh, uh, wise men are eating the king's meat, I know where I've come from, therefore I cannot define myself um, with what they're giving me. Serving the king doesn't mean you consume what others eat. He was able to decline because he was aware of a better food source. Do you know what I mean? Serving the king doesn't mean that you must consume what what the king gives you. You don't have to eat what they what the king has served. Do you know what I mean? It's possible to serve the king and not have to eat his delicacies. Yeah, is is possible to serve the king and to not live on what they live on. It's possible to serve a king and not be sustained by what sustains them. Because we know who we are. Because we know what we're about. Because we have, and and here's an important bit, we have a a superior alternative source to sustain us. And this is, I I think, a really important point because when when Daniel says, you know, he doesn't want to defile himself, he suggests that he and his friends have some um, have some like lentils and some pulses and water. So they had a, a, an alternative way to to like they had another source. Serving the king, you must be clear on on or on what sustained you, man. You have to be clear on what is sustaining you. If what is sustaining you is just the fact that you're hungry and you'll eat whatever is before you, that's when serving the king can become sticky. Because that's when you see the bowl of lentils and you see the king's um, lamb ribs and the, and the kid's pandered jam with a gussy stew and assorted meats. And then you say to yourself, what? But if your core value is just I'm I am i am hungry, then you'll go for the king's meat. But if your core value is I, I I won't defile myself, and I know that what I consume, even though it may not look like what the king is offering me, is better for me and will sustain me for longer, then we're able to to yeah, to uh, be in those places. And I see uh, 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 the, uh, the 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 uh, king's meat being anything which which the world believes 
sustains them. So whether that be uh, gossiping, whether that be lying, whether that be pushing someone down in order to progress, that's not what we do. That's not what sustains us. And, that, and, that, and that's what Daniel showed us um, in, in, in this bit of scripture. Second point that I want to raise is don't forget who you are and where your wisdom has come from. Okay. Daniel chapter one, verse seven. Don't know if, did I give that to anyone? No. Cool. I'll read it myself. So Daniel chapter one um, from verse seven. And the chief of the eunuchs gave them names. Daniel, he called Belchazar. Hananiah, he called Shadrach. Mishael, he called Mishak. And Azariah, he called Abednego. Okay. Key part of the scripture is that when the Babylonians had taken the children of Israel, something um, which they did, which I really want us to, to understand, is that they would change their name. And we know that Biblically, names have a significance. Names have a real big significance. They, they can point to, to, to a location. They can point to the God you serve. And as we can see, their, 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 name, sorry, their, their names have been changed to resemble the gods of that land. Okay? Another reason why the Babylonians do this is because they want to strip the children of Israel of their history, of their lineage, and, and, and the memory of who their God was. Yeah? So they've, they, they've changed their name because they want to strip their history away from them. There's a hope and a desire which the Babylonians have, is that if I change your name, if, if you're now being taught uh, uh, um, the ways of the Babylonians, uh, if you're if your name uh, um, named after some of our gods, you will begin to forget who you are. You will forget to you will begin to forget where you came from. But I think what I loved about uh, um, um, uh, Daniel and and the three Hubel boys was that even though they were in a place which was um, created to strip you of, of your identity, okay? They were so rooted in who they were. Not only were they rooted in who they were, they were so rooted in where their wisdom came from that, that the system was unable to do that. And, and how do we know that it was unable to do that? Let me, let me go down to verse uh, 17 of Daniel chapter 1. As for these four youths, God gave them learning and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. So we know that in this, that in this situation where, where, where the Babylonians are seeking to strip them of everything they know, we understand that God has, has given them wisdom a uh, 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 skill in in uh, literature and understanding of dreams. Okay, so let's fast forward to chapter two, Josh. Why are you saying all of this? In chapter two, this is where we 
where you really understand how they were able to stand firm and how they were able to not forget who they were. Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. Um, I'm not going to read the whole of uh, chapter two, but I would encourage us to read um, the book of Daniel. It is a fantastic book. In chapter two, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream and he's and he asks his wise men uh, to not only tell him the interpretation of the dream, but he also wants them to tell him what the dream is. And his wise men say, you know what, this is impossible. Like, surely if you tell us what the dream is, then you can tell us the interpretation. And then the Bible says that the king wasn't really having that. He said, no, well, if I tell you what the dream is, you might just make something up. And the only way that I can be sure that you know the interpretation is that you tell me what the dream is. So so the story goes on and the Bible says that a decree went up by the king to kill all of the all, all of the wise men. So all, all, all of the people of revelation, of wisdom, of skill in literature, the decree went out to kill everyone. And the Bible says that, um, uh, um, let me read um, um, from verse 17 of chapter 2. So this is when Daniel and the, and the three Hebrew boys have heard the king's decree. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of our God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise. For you have given me wisdom and might. And you have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's matter. And again, I've really, I, I, I just really love that scripture because it, it, it again highlights that even though they are in the midst of an environment which is hostile to them, they never forgot who they were and they never forgot where their help come where where their help came from. In fact, I love this scripture because the Bible says that Daniel actually went to his friends to ask them for help to pray. He said, like, boys, like, let's pray so that God might reveal this interpretation to us. And again, it's a picture to us as believers who are who are called to influence culture. Do you know what I mean? That 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 our wisdom is not from this world. And it's important that when other people are solving matters one way, we, we have a clear understanding of where our help comes from. And, and, and in that time of need, we go to where our help comes from. They could have relied on their giftings and on their skills. But in this moment, they understood that there was a God in heaven who was a revealer of mysteries. And that is the person who they sought um, in their time of need. Let's carry on. 
Number three, third point, um, don't compromise your faith. When we're serving the king, it's important to not compromise your faith. Uh, that's Daniel chapter three from verse 16 um, to 18. So that's Daniel uh, chapter three. Is, is that you, Hosea? Uh, from verse 16 to 18. Could you just come a bit closer? Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to to deliver us from from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Amen. Amen. Thank thank you. Thank you. Just to give a little bit of context to that. um, And and again, please read um, Daniel chapter three for a kind of full synopsis of of the story. Nebuchadnezzar sets up a golden calf. And uh, there's a decree that whenever... uh, uh, the sound of the lutes and the trumpets and the lyres and the harps are played, that everyone in the province is to bow down. Um, but his officials have noticed that there are uh, some in the Jewish community who are not bowing down. Um, and then Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego are then brought before the officials and then they're asked, you know, like, is this true? And um, that's the answer which they give them. And I guess something which is, really important to highlight, and I think Daniel uh, highlighted beautifully last week, is serving the king uh, doesn't mean that we compromise our faith. Do you know what I mean? Just because uh, we are in work and we're working for someone, uh, that doesn't mean that we compromise our faith. If they're telling us uh, uh, to, 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 to steal, we can't say, well, you know, because I'm serving the king, that I'm going to steal this money. Do you know what I mean? Or... They or they tell us, you know, um, you know, just just like come to work late. Like it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Like we can't do that because we know who we're serving first. Mm. And that's the important thing. Even though e- even though the person who they were serving, they 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 had a heart to serve him uh, uh, fer- fervently and, and faithfully, they understood according to Colossians that their service was to God first. Mm. It's always to God first. Do you know what I mean? And that's why point number three is don't compromise your faith, man. Do you know what I mean? The systems of this world are created for us to compromise ourselves. Do you know what I mean? There's like like work and yeah, like sit like systems are created on this earth to cause us to compromise, to cause us to bend, to to uh, cause us to obey partially. But the the three boys, they give us that that clear example. Do you know what I mean? Of don't compromise, man. Do you know what I mean? Many of us might think, oh, well, you know, let me just like do it. Do you know what I mean? If no one sees it, I can just repent afterwards. Do you know what I mean? And I think this just shows us the uh, the the honor they had for God, that they weren't thinking, you know, let me just bow down to this king so I don't die, and then let me then repent afterwards and then we just keep doing that do you know do you know what i mean like let, let me just do this 
and let me repent. But they had that understanding that, no, I serve God first. I'm aware of God first. Um, maybe one day we'll do a preach um, on this uh, chapter because I know that Daniel really likes this chapter, mm. especially, you know, with them saying, you know, throw us in the fiery furnace and, and you know what, like if we die, we die, but just know that we're not going to bow down. Do you know what I mean? These are serious guys. And that's the resolve and that's the mindset of working for kings. Do you know what I mean? I serve you with love. I serve you diligently. I serve you faithfully. But I won't compromise who I am. I won't defile myself. I won't, I won't forget who I am. I won't forget where my wisdom comes from. I, I, I won't forget what sustains me. And I won't compromise that which is integral to me, which is my belief. That's point number three. Point number four, um, I'm going back to Daniel chapter one. Um, Daniel chapter one for verse three to five. And I'm just going to read it. Yeah, Daniel chapter one uh, from verse three to five. Then the king commanded Aspenaz, his chief unit, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of, and of the nobility, youths without blemish, of good appearance and skillful in all wisdom and endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning and competent to stand in the king's palace and to teach them the literature and the language of the Chaldeans. And I guess the, the reason why I read that verse is, is just to really make us aware that God has given us gifts and talents. Do you know what I mean? The, the same way that Daniel and the three who and the three Hubble boys were like they were given wisdom, they were given understanding, they were given revelation. The king was looking for that. I want us to understand that the king was actually seeking of the people who had that. That like. The king commanded his chief eunuch to bring those type of people who were skillful, who were endowed with knowledge, who who had understanding, uh, sorry, who had understanding, who were competent. Do you know what I mean? And it just brings me back to 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 stewardship and 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 us as a people really being aware of what has God given us? What has he given us? to steward what has he given us to multiply to take care <clears throat> to take care of to govern mm. and are we putting it to work mm. because it's needed these daniel and the boys when they were captured and and told to 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 serve the king i doubt that they had any idea the impact that they would have on the kingdom of babylon and on the king all they did was they served the king faithfully with what God had given them. And what I want to do is just to encourage you to know that God, just like Daniel and the three Hebrew boys, he has given you some stuff. He's given you some stuff which is adequate, which is, which is potent to have impact and, uh, and is important enough to, to, to serve and minister to those who are in authority. And it's really about us uh, 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 bringing that with us and not thinking that it's insignificant because actually 
There are kings who are looking for what God has given us. There are people in, in influential places that are looking for what God has given us. And, and they don't know why they're looking for it. But God knows the reason why he's put that desire in, in, in Nebuchadnezzar's heart. And we're going to find that a bit further on. Um, really about the significance of them having that wisdom and that having an understanding and how that really changed um, the heart of the king. Point number four. Um, I've got two points left. Um, let's go to Daniel chapter four. Is this you, Emma? Yeah. Did I ask anyone? Did you ask Joseph? I can't remember. My mind's completely... Let's go to Daniel chapter four. Daniel, sorry, Joseph. Could you grab Daniel chapter chapter four? Because I forgot to um, um ask you to read. Yeah, so that's that's Daniel chapter four, and that's um verse nineteen of Daniel chapter four. Okay, then Daniel, his name was um was Belteshazzar. Mm-hmm. was dismayed for a while and his thoughts were alarmed the king answered and said Belteshazzar let not the dream or the interpretation alarm you Belteshazzar answered and said my lord may the dream may the dream for, be for those who hate you and the interpretation for your enemies thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, seems like a very minor verse, um, but I think it has a real, a, a real big significance for us um, as a people. Um, again, read Daniel chapter four. Nebuchadnezzar has another dream. And, and we could even do a whole series on the fact that people are dreaming. Do you know what I mean? People in authority, they are dreaming. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, mysteries are being revealed to them do you know what i mean and 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 god is like waiting for the sons of god do you know what i mean to, to rise up so that those kings have an understanding of 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 what those dreams are because we're going to find that later that this dream was a war a real crucial turning point for nebuchadnezzar um in yeah in in his leadership so yeah nebuchadnezzar has a dream and he says it to Daniel. And um, this is the same Daniel who was taken from his land. Do you know what I mean? Take, take, taken from his motherland, uh, stripped of his name. Um, he's, he's, he's like working for the king. He has a dream um, and it's about a big tree. I'm not going to speak about the whole dream, but it's in chapter four. Um, there's a big tree and it's, and it's beautiful. And then, and then all of a sudden the uh, tree is then knocked down. And Daniel says, let this, let this dream not be for you, but for your enemies. Someone like me, I, I would have said, you know what, Justin, you know what? It's the God of vengeance has, mm-hmm. has, has come upon you today. You, your day of reckoning is upon you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Eh, eh, you know what I mean? It's time for you to be finished now. But Daniel showed us that it's so important for us to love. 
as we serve the king and as we serve those who are in authority and not only to love them but to seek their good which is which is wild which is wild how how can we as as believers seek their good mm. it's the same way that god sought our good it's the same way that he reigns on the righteous and the unrighteous it's the same way that when we that when we were enemies of god he died for us it don't sound so wild now does it at first it's like no i can't do that but when we think about the grace which was bestowed upon us daniel really gives us a a a, a picture and it's not to excuse Nebuchadnezzar for what he's done but it's to understand that when we're serving the king when we're serving in authority we 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 are wanting to love them and we're wanting to and we 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 are, we are wanting their good we're not we're not you know you know i'm wanting my boss to to get mash up or i can't wait you know for my for my kids to leave this house and then and then and then and and then the world mash them up so so then they can learn no 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 i'm seeking your good my my heart perpetually wants good for you even though the decisions you're making are are not right i want you to do well i want you to prosper i want you to do good i i want you to know who god is and because of the love and the grace that he's given me i seek your good as well and then my last one my yeah my last point is 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 serving the king can have an impact on the entire nation serving the king can have an impact on the entire nation so after daniel interprets the dream um i'm going to read verse it's chapter 4 again i'm going to read from verse 27 it says therefore o king let my counsel be acceptable to you break off your sins by practicing righteousness okay this so this is this is did this is daniel given so he has given the interpretation of the dream and now this is the instructional part of the dream what does that mean that in in nebuchadnezzar's heart god god placed a dream in nebuchadnezzar whereby he would know that that it's important for him to turn away from his sins this is what nebuchadnezzar was dreaming break off your sins by practicing righteousness and your iniquities by showing mercy to the oppressed so he's not only given him instructions to to change his ways but he's also asking him to 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 change his actions towards the oppressed because of this dream that daniel has interpreted the 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 ramifications would would and 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 do have an impact on now how this king governs that there may perhaps be lengthening of your prosperity as we read on we know that nebuchadnezzar doesn't listen he still thinks that he's the man he still thinks that everything he has uh he created himself and the bible says that 
he like he would like he was outside tall talking to himself about his greatness and then madness just fell upon him and um how many of you know that i'm 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 just glad that i'm not in the old covenant i don't know i don't know if anyone else can just testify of that boy um and he's just with the beast for a time do you know what I mean? He completely loses. He he completely loses his mind, and and he's walking with the beasts of the field. But here it is, though. He, here it is. Here's the culmination of David's service. Sorry, of that of Daniel's service. It's all coming in verse thirty-six. It's coming in verse thirty-six. So so Daniel uh, says that like, serving faithfully. Uh, Daniel not compromising, not eating the king's meat, not, not forgetting where he came from, being aware of his gifts and talent and how they may be of use, may, uh, 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 ensuring that he's loving and promoting good. Then let's read from verse 34. At the end of the days, I Nebuchadnezzar, I Nebuchadnezzar lifted my eyes to heaven and my reason returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honoured him, and honoured him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, and he does according to his will among the most, sorry, among the hosts of heaven, and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stand his hand, or say to him, what have you done? At the same time, my reason returned to me. And the, uh, do, 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 do. sorry, I wanted to read them um, verse 37 now. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and honor the King of heaven, for all his works are right and his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. All of this from serving a king. All of this by being faithful, by not compromising, by seeking his good. He's got the king of Babylon. Why one of the, like, the Babylon kingdom was massive to acknowledge that, you know what? There's no God like this God. Like, like guys, wait, like, wait, like when we engage culture what like when we step into the marketplace when we begin to use what god has given us to work this is what happens hearts are changed towards him nations nations are changed towards him hearts like cultures are changed towards him and this was just done by through four four boys just four boys Imagine what happens when us as, a, as be, believers take our commission being sent to this world seriously. Being in our workplaces seriously. Not, well, you know, it's just, it's just something I'm doing, you know. Do you know what I mean? Like I just turn up and then I keep my head low, really. No, 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 no. Don't keep your head low. In fact, I wish I could have read that script, a, 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 another scripture, but I, I believe it's in chapter one um, where the uh, Bible says that 
Daniel and the four Hebrew boys, the wisdom that they had was 10 times more than any other person's wisdom. This is what happens when we're called to serve kings. This is what happens. God has given us equipment to be able to serve kings and to do it well. He's called us to engage culture uh, by using our God-given gifts to be a blessing. And my encouragement to us is, uh, I don't want us to run away from culture. I don't, I don't want us to run away from working for the king. Thinking, oh man, what are they going to say to me if I'm working for this guy? You're a sellout. How, like, how can you be serving this man faithfully? He's ungodly. Daniel and the and and his three boys have 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 really given us a template here that it is possible to serve someone who's ungodly faithfully, and it's possible to love them into the kingdom, to serve them into the kingdom, to use the uh, gifts which God has given us to display that our God is true, that our God is real, and that there's no other wisdom like the wisdom which God has. I just want to read one last verse, just to end. And it's 2 Corinthians, um, let me me describe it. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm just going to read from verse 1. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are a letter of recommendation written on on our hearts to be known and read by all men. Uh, Sorry, known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us. I'm going to read that verse again. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human letters, sorry, of um, human hearts. We are living epistles, guys. That we are letters. And God wants to del- like deliver these letters to different people, man. And the way that he wants us, de- like this message or part of the message to be delivered is in how we work in how we steward the gifts, in how we serve. Because Paul didn't say, and you tell that you are, and uh, uh, and you, you know, say that you are a letter from Christ. No, he said that you show. The fact that we're letters from Christ permeates in everything we do, guys. It permeates in how I speak to my mum and dad. It, it, it permeates... In, in, in me studying, it permeates in me volunteering, it permeates in me working, it permeates in me uh, uh, loving my family, you know, being a mother, being a father, being a brother, being a sister. It's not just about what we say, but it's what we do. So my encouragement, guys, is, guys, be, be that letter. Be, be that letter. Don't compromise. Uh, 
have your food source solid. Uh, so when the things of this world try to engage you and try to entice you, um, you're you're able to say no because you know what sustained you. Um, and above all, love, man. Love them. Love them. Seek their good. Because we know that from Daniel, this is what happens when we seek their good and we love them. Their hearts can be changed and they will begin to worship God. They will begin to say that there is no God like him just because you were who you were called to be in their midst.